0: Hello, welcome once more to The Love Pill. This is your host, the Samaritan Woman. How are you today? I hope you're doing great. Sometimes we have days that are a little challenging, or let me say a little more challenging than others. Sometimes it's entire weeks. Sometimes it's entire months, sometimes it's entire years, (laughs) sometimes it's a couple of years, a few years, whatever it is. Um, One thing to remember is that life goes on. We have to keep it moving. We have to strive for happiness, for joy. Um, Despite what goes on, whatever goes on in life, we just have to strive to be happy. So let's carry on with today's discussion. We're going back into talking about narcissism and empaths and all that good stuff. Um, so let's let's start. Um, now the term narcissist, uh where did that come from? It comes from um, you know, loving. No one but yourself, but it comes from the name Narcissus. Narcissus was, um, in Greek mythology, the son of the river god Syphysis and the nymph Lyriope. Um They, all oh, the <laughs> whichever way that's pronounced. He was known for his beauty. You know, he was he was really beautiful and. Um, when he was born, his mom was actually told that he was going to live a long life as long as he wasn't, he didn't come into awareness of how beautiful he was. Um, but you know, when he, as he grew up, as he grew older, um, you know, the, a, a nymph by name, Echo fell in love with him. That's one of the versions and, um, he didn't want her, he didn't want Echo's attention so, um, the gods decided to punish him, thinking he was conceited, and, um, you know, it's, well, there's a version that says the gods, and there's a version that says Nemesis specifically, um, and so, they made him stare at himself, a reflection of himself, in a pool, a stream of water, and he was so enam- enamored with what he saw that he just kept staring at himself till he died, just died of (laughs) self-admiration. Now, as as much as we would think that's mythological and maybe might not make sense, um, it kind of makes sense in the life of a narcissist in the sense that a narcissist is always so self-absorbed. They're so um, conceited that even when it leads to their detriment, they don't know it. They're just really, really into themselves. It's all about them, you know. No, no one else matters. Nothing else matters. There, they find it hard to recognize when they're wrong. Um, so, you know, now, uh, you know, just a, a brief definition of a nymph. A nymph is like a little mythical, uh, inferior female deity of of rivers, of streams, of you know, bodies of water. Um, so it's all to do with, with river gods here. And, and we're going to revisit that later on when we're talking about spiritual implications of narcissism or the spiritual ties of narcissism. Um, but I just want to, you know, touch on that and we'll probably talk on that in the next episode as well. But, I um, just want to touch on that real quick. So let's kind of move on. Um, since we have seen that empaths have a lot of compassion, narcissists usually seek out empaths primarily for that reason. Uh, A narcissist lacks empathy. It's just simple. And I know that for a fact because uh, a clinically diagnosed narcissist and self-confessed one as well um, once told me that, you know, about narcissists. He said, you know, uh, the reason why we seek out empaths is because we lack empathy and it was really really um very revealing for that to come from us not just a self professed narcissist but a clinically diagnosed narcissist who was actually in therapy um who had actually been in therapy but then gone off therapy and then went back into it and so on and so forth but it was very very interesting to kind of get that perspective um coming from from one you know a narcissist creates confusion and causes pain and wreaks havoc in the life of an empath or of the people that are around him or involved with him in one way or another. And I'm going to use the pronoun he a lot. Please, that does not mean that all narcissists are male, they're female narcissists as well. Uh, it's just for the ease of speech, I will use the pronoun, the, the male pronouns a lot. So please bear with me. It's nothing against you, man. Um, A narcissist, um, you know, like they're confused. Like one moment, he's not, he's hot. uh, The next moment, he's not hot. He's cold. You know, it's like today you're, you're all in all to him. You know, he just loves you too much you know, you're, you're great, you're awesome, and then the next moment, it's like he loathes you, like, loathes you, just hates you, just the sight of you makes him cringe, um, and you kind of wonder, like, what did you do, you know, <laughs> did you miss an episode of something or something transpired that you weren't aware of, um, now... You never know what's coming up next with a narcissist. You know, you just never know what to expect. And when they're caught in a lie, which is usually, you know, quite often, a narcissist will usually try to turn it around, maybe make you feel like you're misunderstanding what was said, or or they never, they, they could just flat out deny saying what they said. You know, and be like, oh well, you know, you you're the one that took it to mean that I never said that. Even when you're quoting them word verbatim, they'll tell you how that was not what they said, and you're the one who's hallucinating. You're making up things that didn't happen, even though they did happen, and you're well aware that they did happen, even though he did say these mean things to you, maybe awful things, maybe, you know, whatever it was, and, and he's just going to be like, well, no, uh, no, I never said that. No, you're the one that said that. Are you sure you're not the one that said that? Because then no, I could never say that. I you know, I'm all this and I'm all that. Because they don't wanna ever be painted as less than perfect. In their minds, in their heads, they are God's gift to mankind. <laughs> and so they just don't they, they don't. They just, you know, they think they're they're it. Um and um they cause a lot of self-doubt because when they start projecting certain things out, you know, they project their own insecurities onto their partners. Uh, they they project their own inadequacies. You know, they tend to use abuse. They tend to degrade their partners. They tend to use people for their own benefit. This creates a lot of self-doubt to Um, for the other person because usually the other person starts to feel inferior. They start to feel like there's something wrong with them. Like, you know, where did I go wrong? Oh, I must not be good enough. I must, um, maybe I'm not educated enough. Maybe I'm not pretty enough. Maybe I'm not slender enough. Maybe I'm not tall enough. Honey, you are perfect just the way you are. The person you're dealing with is a narcissist and you need to get away from them. Anybody that cannot accept you wholly for who you are doesn't mean they will not correct you when you are wrong, but they do so in a loving way. They do so with love. Anybody that will criticize you, make you feel bad about yourself and leave you there, that person does not love you. That person has their own issues and you need to get away from them. When a narcissist meets someone they they are attracted to they tend to love bomb you love bombing is this phase where they very early on in the relationship act like they are already deeply in love with you you know they start telling you they love you very very early you know it's big maybe you gone on a couple of dates and it's like well i'm so in love with you oh i missed you i i, I dreamt of you um you know what have you and what have you not you know, um, and they, they treat you special. This is a time when they run the open doors for you. Hold it open, close the door, pull out your chair, you know, hold your purse if you're walking the street because they don't want you to even hold something. You know, um, they, they want you to feel so special. Um, they'd wait, if, if you if you were running late, they'd wait 10 hours for you to show up without complaints because they just want you, oh no, it's all about you, oh no, you pick the restaurant, you pick whatever you want to eat, honey, especially the ones that have money, you know, whatever you want to eat, and this is the time when they're going to show up and show out, so they're going to come to you dressed in their most extravagant, maybe most expensive shirt whatever um they're probably gonna have their most fancy car they like fancy things like that because it just makes them think that they're better than other people so it's their way of showing off and showing out so he's gonna come to you with all that flashy stuff because he wants you to feel like oh my goodness look at him this guy's got it all together and at the same time he's got you know he he has me in mind he He holds me in high esteem. He values me. He loves me. He treasures me. Oh, see how good he treats me. You know, they will make you feel like you're the best thing since sliced bread. Honestly. Uh, They will buy you gifts. Those that have money, they buy you gifts. Give you money. lavish you with praises. At that point, this is the love bombing phase. So they're still you know they're they're telling you who you truly are at this point, you know oh you're so smart, usually they find women who are smart, they find women who are spiritual, they find women who have their act together um you know they they look for women of quality the the male ones and, and vice versa you know they're always looking for someone of quality, because they want you to be that person that when you walk next to them, when you stand next to them, you add to their pride, you add to whatever it is they think they are in their head, so they want the, the hottest girl in town, if they're male, they want the hottest girl in town, if they're female, they're trying to conquer the hottest guy, the most popular guy, the guy with a nice body, you know, um, you you know, that, that, that hot catch that nobody being been able to conquer, that's their mission. They want to get that person because it makes them look good. It makes them feel great about who they are. Um, and then, you know, you start to give in to that. You start to buy that whole love them you know (laughs) you you start loving that who does not like to be told how beautiful they are how smart they are and all of that so you start feeling good and you start taking that you start absorbing that you at some point start craving that so now he's got you hooked it's like a drug now he knows okay i shower a little bit of praises And she's going to come running. Oh, if he's got money, I buy her a gift. It's something you've always wanted. You asked for it a few times. You didn't get it. And then um, the day he buys it, and he knows you really, really want this thing, right? So you got it now. And you're like, oh, my goodness. You wouldn't even believe he got me this thing. Oh, my goodness. You know, he's such a special man. And they'll pretend to care for a moment there. You know, it's going to be like, well, if you need me, honey, I'm going to be here. You know, you need help moving, I'm going to come help you move, stuff like that. They're going to do stuff like that and try to help you, but that's all pretend. That's to get you, you know, hooked, get you back, or get you into their, um, their net. It's like a spider, honey. (laughs) It's like a spider. They're just trying to get you into that web, and once you're in there, oh, then the true, the true person comes out. Um... For those that don't have money, for the narcissists that don't have money of their own, it's the reverse. They they st- when they start love bombing you, they start you know showing you affection, they start singing your praises and stuff, and they also start pretty much getting into your wallet. It's gonna be. It could start from something as small as you guys go out to a restaurant and it's like, oh honey, well sorry I forgot my wallet. Do you mind? Do you mind? Um, covering the tab for today and you go, well, you sure, you know, no big deal. I brought mine, so it's okay. I'll pay for both of us. And then the next time it's like, oh, well, sorry. Um, I didn't realize we're coming here. I don't have enough money. Do you mind taking this one too? And then you you pay. That's the second time. And then the third time it's, well, on your way, on your way home, on your way here, would you stop and get something to eat? And when you get here, I'm going to give you back the money. That never happens. Um or you guys go shopping and it's like well you know we need to get this and they will never say they need to get that they say we because they want you to be they want to make you feel special like you are in that relationship already but you just met this fool <laughs> So they'll be like well we need to get this because you know we're planning towards this or this is where our seal's going so we need to we need to get this and we need to get that and um so they want you to buy all these things and usually it's something that's going to go to them. It's going to be something that's going to go to their house. It's going to be, you know, or it could be even like you're buying them a new pair of shoes, a suit, something like that. And it's like, well, you know, I had that interview coming for that new job. You know, or I just got that new job, it's a new position. I got to be looking really fly. You know, I want them to take me seriously. And so now you start thinking, oh, no, I need to upgrade his wardrobe because he's my man. I want him to look good. I want him to... Um, the perfect for the part, maybe get another promotion, you know. <laughs> and you start investing in this man that you just met. And you know, at some point, it's gonna be, Well, you know, um, I haven't gotten paid yet, I just need to cover some bills so I get paid. Do you have any money saved up? I'm gonna give you back when you get paid. When I get paid, that never happens, honey. They take the money and they never pay you back. They take the money and they use it, not even for what they said they were going to use it for a lot of times. Or if they do, trust me, it's going to become a cycle. It's not a one-time thing. It's okay for your partner to need help from you occasionally. There's nothing wrong with that. Help each other out. Help each other grow. But the narcissist, the one who doesn't have money, will become like a leech, leeching off of you, sucking your blood. He's gonna make sure he or she's gonna make sure that they they render you bankrupt because they don't care. They don't care about how you feel. They don't care about what happens to you. Um, if you anybody's watched Tyler Perry's A Fall from Grace on Netflix, uh, you know that gentleman um, in there who marries this older woman and you know takes everything from her. He is a true narc, he is a big time narcissist, Um, I wish a lot more women would watch that because they can see exactly what a narcissist is um, in many ways, you know, he love-bombed her, she trusted him, married him, you know, took him into her home, and and then, you know, he decided to steal from her, well, sorry if I am uh, (laughs) revealing the movie. To someone who's not watched it yet, but it's an amazing movie, um, and I think that a lot, a lot more people should watch that, and give Tyler Perry his props for that, even though um, he, you know, I kind of read some bad reviews, but I think that it's a good movie, especially concerning the topic of narcissism, and um, just as quickly as um, they give his things They start when when they when they when they get tired of you because usually you know they they, at some point will get tired of you the the narcissist will get tired of you they're gonna start um, maybe they notice a flaw because for the narcissist you have to be perfect you can't have any flaws if you happen to have a flaw it's a problem so uh, maybe they notice something maybe it's the way you snore. You know, when you sleep or you put on weight and, uh, you know, they don't want their woman to put on weight, or it is maybe you were in school and you failed an exam, whatever it is, and now that sense of perfection, um, because that was their perception of you, has left and now they're looking at you like, oh no, why, why her? Um, I can't handle her, no. I, I want somebody who's perfect, somebody who's prettier, somebody who's smarter, somebody who is more um, hardworking or something, whatever it is that was, that uh, made them attracted to you. Now they're going to want even better. So uh, now they start treating you poorly. Now the true narcissist comes out and then you on the contrary, you start holding on because... You are holding on to those memories, those times when they said all these good things to you, those times when they bought you all those gifts, those times when they made you feel so special. So you start holding on because you're trying to go back to those times in your mind, in your head, you feel like you still have something there, whereas that was just an illusion of who they truly are. Now they're showing you their true self. And um, the sooner that you come to terms with that, the better for you, because (laughs) <laughs> the more hooked you are the harder it gets to come out um they start degrading you you know they make you feel horrible about yourself and now they know that you're probably not gonna go anywhere so you know you're in their trap you you even will feel trapped. You wouldn't know how to leave that relationship. You're going to want to leave, but you just wouldn't know how to leave that relationship. And that that happens even when the narcissist is a parent. You know, the parent would have ways of making you feel guilty for not meeting up to their expectations. And every time you will try to justify their actions in your head, because you're thinking, this is my mother, this is my father, they have to love me, they, they, you know, I'm sure they love me, I'm sure, you know, this will pass, it's just, that's who they are, and meanwhile, it is eating you up inside, and it's destroying you, and you don't even realize that that's what it is, you know, it's just a a very vicious way, how they, they play with people's emotions, and, they play with people's minds. Um, that's quite sad indeed. You know, narcissists tend to tre- uh, cheat in relationships, but this doesn't mean that every cheating person is a narcissist. The reason they do that is because of what's termed narcissistic supply. Um, narcissistic supply is an excessive need for attention. Or admiration from codependence that doesn't take into account the feelings opinions or preferences of others so they don't as long as they have that continuous praise adoration admiration from from people they don't care what expense it comes you know, they don't, if, if, if a narcissist, if you're in a relationship with a narcissist, usually it's their way or the highway. There's no such thing as compromise. Compromise to them does not exist. They live in the relationship as if it was a one way street. It's like they were in a relationship with themselves. You often wonder, like, well, you know, he took that decision. Am I not here? Why Why did he not talk to me about it? Why did we not have a talk? Why did we not decide on this together? It's usually like, it's a one-way street. Like, um, for instance, they would decide to take a job in another city. Take a job in another city. While you're in a relationship, you would think that's something you're going to discuss with your partner. See if it's something that, they would support you in, see how you can make the relationship work with the distance, if at all, you know, you you end up going, you know, try to work on that and all of that. No, they don't mind. It's all about them. So they will just up and leave. They don't care. They don't care that maybe you will need them there physically to be there with you. They don't care that um, your feelings might be hurt that you might experience some kind of separation anxiety with them gone or whatever they don't care your feelings don't count your your thoughts don't count you know like you could feel or you might know for a fact that maybe what they're trying to get into won't work out for them and you try to point it out but guess what there is nothing that you can say or do that matters to them because to them it's only they that matter. It's their thoughts. It's their feelings. It's their whatever they think. It's, it's just, it's all about them. You don't count. You're just an accessory. Um, which is quite sad, but this is the truth. That's really what happens. Uh, they're always looking for supply sources. Hence, they're cheating because, you know, that, that they, they, they lie, they cheat, they manipulate you. And uh, they would have maybe a few supply sources so a man would probably have more than one woman he's involved with and that just boosts his ego oh look at these two women I've pitched them one against the other they now hate each other because of me and uh, each one of them just loves me so much they think I am the greatest thing that ever happened to them I feel so special having these two women fighting over me And ladies, ladies, ladies especially, because this rarely happens with men, but ladies, please be mindful. Love each other. Love each other despite, and I'm not talking in a a, a sexual way, but I'm talking, you know, in a sisterly way. Love each other in a way that if a man tries to pitch you against another woman, do not make that woman your enemy. She is not your enemy. I have been in these situations where a narcissist has tried to pitch me against other women. And these other women, for some reason, have viewed me as the enemy. I am not the enemy. I never would be an enemy to my fellow woman. If anything, the enemy is that demon behind that man right there. Yes, that's the true enemy. That's whom we should go against. Not your fellow woman. Leave the man. Walk away. If y'all walk away at the same time, it renders him powerless because he's got no supply to hang out to. But usually it's like, oh no, let me one up on her and I'm going to take him from her because you think you're better. You think you're smarter. He makes you think that way, so I don't necessarily blame you, but honey, take this advice, you're no better. It's true, relationships don't always work out. People break up. But if people have to break up, let it come from the two. Like, you know, two people in a relationship, things are not working out, decide to go their separate ways. That's totally different. From uh, a situation where uh, two people are together in a relationship, they're going you know things are still moving, and then one person in the relationship decides to bring a third party in without, you know, involving the other person in the relationship, and then you know causing chaos as a result. Because that's something that narcissists do; they cause chaos. That's like their thing. Um, and when they manipulate you, it's like if they lose one source, right? Already they've they've gotten into your head that. You are their favorite source. I mean, they don't call you source, right? But they would make you feel you're their favorite. You're their favorite child. If it's a parent, you're their favorite um, lover. You're their favorite girlfriend, whatever it is. And so you start feeling that sense of importance. You start feeling like you're better than everybody else. That's exactly where they want you to be. They will buy you nice things. They will treat you well. They'll give you money if they have it. You know, they totally make you feel like you're worth it. They'd probably badmouth the other person to you, tell you how this person's not up to you, how you got this thing that the other person doesn't have and that's why they want to be with you. Usually what they're telling you that you have whatever quality it is that you that they're pointing out to you usually is true. However, is it necessarily true that the other person doesn't have that quality? Maybe not. If at all it is true that they don't, trust me, there's something about that other person that they do love and but they won't tell you that. They will make it seem like it's all bad on the other side, right? And so you start to feel like you're so special, you know. Um, and th- that way, they always have that source. You know, there's always a, a constant supply of source of sources. And they try to be like narcissists. Try to be really popular. They try to be in situations where you know everybody knows who they are they have lots of friends and acquaintances actually they'd make an acquaintance a friend because they just like to feel like oh look at me like i'm the star of this place i'm the light of this party and that's partly because narcissism is a product of the ego it's a negative product of the ego and the ego in a certain way can be negative um Narcissism is also a form of emotional immaturity. A lot of narcissistic people are really, really emotionally immature. You can't expect them to reason with you up to a certain faculty. They don't share a certain certain understanding of certain things. They just don't. It's it's not their fault. It's just that they don't. Um, Once a narcissist begins to feel bored... Or starts noticing that his uh, partner's flaws, uh, or starts noticing his partner's flaws, uh, they no longer idealize them. You know, you go from being the special person to them, you know, the apple of their eye. To now, you're just one out of a million apples, <laughs> probably a rotten one too, right? Um, and. These flaws, like when they start pointing out, your flaws usually try to shame you. You know, they say things to you that would maybe try to shame you, like try to tell you how maybe you're um, not educated enough for them, or they try to tell you things like how, um, you you know, they don't like your, your build, your complexion, your looks, whatever in general. Um and they start saying things like that just all all of that is just to make you feel ashamed of who you are all of that is to kill your self esteem um you know they're always trying to find people that make them look good they're master manipulators they know how to spin things around make it seem like it it was you that that wanted it they they you know if if a if a narcissist really wants something. They'd be like, you know, I, I, are you sure you don't want this? Like, this is, you know, I think this will look good on you. I think this is something that we should get and blah, 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 for whatever reason. And they make it make you believe that that's something that you want it when really it isn't. And all of that, it's, you know, it's all for their benefit. It's usually something that they're going to benefit from. Like, they're going to tell you, oh, yeah, you know, sure, you know, I think you can afford this. You know, million dollar home when really deep down they know yeah maybe you could afford it but it's gonna actually leave you almost empty in the bank right but it's like oh yeah you can afford a million dollar home because again if they live in that big million dollar mansion then they they look good in their community right to the eyes of everyone on the outside they look like they got it going nobody knows that that's not their money you know um so now you find yourself buying that million-dollar home because you feel that that is something. Oh, well, it worked for both of us. You know, that's something we both want. No, that's something the narcissist wants. He just did that so that you can feel that it's something that you want and he can get what he wants out of it. Um, you know, they, they do a lot of things like that. And they play on your emotions and use your sympathy or empathy against you. They get what they want from you by making you feel that that's what you want, you know. The more the empath's thoughts are manipulated, the more they feel like a victim, the less they feel self-esteem, the more vulnerable they get. This can often lead to depression for an empath. Um, now, when you break up with a narcissist, say in, in a relationship setting, you uh, Usually, the best way to, to, to do it, I mean, there are several steps you'll take to lead to a breakup, but the best way when you finally do it is to go no contact. Have zero contact with them. Delete them, block them, whatever you need to do, avoid them. Don't go to places where you know you'd meet them until you're ready to actually deal with, with that when you know you're strong enough to handle that. But just you know, avoid them as much as you can because the narcissist has a tendency to come back to Hoover. That's what they call it. They come to Hoover and it's, it's Hoovering is a term from the vacuum cleaner Hoover, you know? Um, so it's just like they, they come back and they, they try to, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. You know, they act like whatever it was that was done uh, before, the things that you complained about, they act like they fixed them. Oh, you know, let's say for instance, if you had told a man that he needed to get a job, maybe he's been jobless for so long, he needs to get a job, he's gonna find a job, right? And he's gonna tell you how, baby, I got a new job. You know, you know that thing you said about me having a job, yeah, I finally got a job. Guess what, you take him back, give it a month, he quits that job. He's back on his behind, and he's gonna be that way for the next few years till you leave him again, and then the cycle is gonna repeat itself. Or in a situation where, you know, you say, um, you know, you don't pull your weight around here. You know, I'm married to you, and all the all the bills are on me. All you know, the rent, the mortgage, whatever. You know, child care, all the living expenses are on me what do you do for yourself, you know, and, and so you break up with them for that reason. Now, when they come back, they'll be like, oh, baby, you know what? Um, from now on, you're so right. I'm going to give you so-and-so dollars a month to cover my share in the expenses. You know, I know this is my responsibility, so, you know, I'm going to step up to the plate. And before you even say it, they would give you that and then some because they're trying to keep your attention. They're trying to keep you there. So you take that and be like, oh, he's really changed. Like, he even gave me this money. I didn't even have to ask for it this time, right? So you take him back in. And then before you know it, (laughs) oh, it's back to square one. He's not giving anything towards leaving expenses anymore. If at all, he's maybe taking away from you. So now you start feeling like, well, you got to leave him again. You know, and then you leave him again. And then he comes back plays another good one on you until you come to self-realization that he's probably never going to change. You know, um, usually I like to say that people don't change unless they really want to. And for narcissists, it's a hard, hard thing because narcissism is not just a psychological issue, but it is also, I believe, and this is me, I'm no expert, but having dealt with so many, I feel that it is a spiritual issue more than anything else and it takes it'll take a whole lot of deliverance and i'm not talking about you know going to sit in sessions with that fake pastor i'm talking about you know letting the spirit of god within you convict you and cleanse you from your unrighteousness and cleanse you from your narcissism um you know putting yourself in that space of vulnerability which narcissists don't like to find themselves in they never want to feel like they're they're vulnerable but it's being able to put yourself in that set in that space of vulnerability for you to be able to um you know find that deliverance if you are a narcissist and we're going to talk more in another episode about the spiritual side of narcissism um versus the spiritual side of um, empathy, and we'll look into how that plays into, you know, the end time, end time uh, battle. Uh, but yeah, so we've uh, looked into some more tonight about the narcissist, or so today, whichever time it is that you're listening to this. And uh, I'm thankful to have you all here. Thank you for uh, coming and listening, and you know, just keep tuning in um it's getting better i promise i am working on it i hope to give you all so many episodes a week however um sometimes it's not always possible uh but this is a work in progress again i do welcome your commentary leave voicemail please remember you can leave voicemail on this show on, on the show if you need prayer please do not hesitate leave voicemail tell me whatever prayer requests you have um, and I will pray for you I will pray with you if you need me to let me join my faith to yours and let us get some results Um, I'd pray about any and everything as long as the will of God is done in your life I am happy um, I am thankful for all of you that tune in. All my friends and family, I love you all. To all my listeners, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening every single time. And for you know, those of you that don't need prayer, don't believe in God. Um, maybe you know you feel you're not Christian, you're Muslim, you're atheist. Whatever it is that you are, this is a space where there's nothing but love. I welcome you in love. There's um, I consider this. Kind of non-denominational even though i personally believe there is a christ i view him a little different from a lot of people that call themselves christians however i do believe that he is real and that he will return um so let us have this love in this this is a, a space where it's nothing but love so i expect you to come in here with love and i you know Um, First and foremost, give everything that I say in love. If you ever feel like you're being judged, you're being criticized on this podcast, please do not take it personal. Sometimes I just have to state things for what they are. Sometimes I might even in the future talk about certain things that I don't necessarily agree with or subscribe to because there are things that are out there. I'm going to put them out there for you all to be informed. Um, And so uh, just take it in love. Take everything in love. Um, do not internalize stuff do not personalize stuff and also uh, if you have you know you had a bad day at work had a bad day at home had a bad day period you feel like venting you want to talk about it with someone you're just going through a tough time you just want to talk please leave a voicemail um, you know, and, and tell me what your concerns are. I'm no expert, but a problem shared is a problem half solved. Maybe I could say a, a word or two about it. Maybe I could, you know, give you some encouragement, whatever it is. Um, and feel free to be anonymous as well. I don't have to know who you are. And also, uh, to everyone who's listened, please remember to share this podcast. This podcast is now available on google podcasts it is available on apple podcasts so for all my iphone users uh yeah it is available on itunes so all you have to do is just search for the love pill and you will find this podcast and uh just listen Enjoy it. It's also available on Spotify, so you could be driving in your car and instead of listening to that music that's talking about women's behinds and women's bums and, and women's all you know all those things they call. You know, maybe listen to something that will uplift your spirit. Maybe you're on your way to an interview, maybe you're on your way to meet your in-laws for the first time. You know, you're a little nervous. Tune in, listen to the love feel, feel the love and take that love in with you take that energy with you right um at least that's what i hope to achieve here is just to give you all love every day you know i'll send you here to teach share and show god's love and i do pray that i achieve that every single time i come on this podcast and if i fail short i pray for the glory of god for the grace of god for me to be able to do it and not fall short because it it's just for my human self um, yes, I will fall short every time. Um, we're all praying. Uh, I just want to say a quick prayer for for the narcissist. Um, because I know narcissists do listen to stuff like this. And I just want to pray for you all. That you find the peace that you're looking for in this life. You're not in the place that you are by your own doing necessarily. A lot of you have been victims of... Your environment, your circumstances, and as a result, the devil has played uh, uh, um, played a trick on your minds and uh, turned you into these people that you you maybe were not supposed to be. However, there's always redemption through Christ. So I pray for your deliverance, your redemption to come through. I pray that you are able to denounce uh, whatever it is that you know the devil has a hold on you for and i pray that you truly find peace that you find love may love abound in your hearts because like Chaucer said love truly conquers all and um you know christ uh is the number one lover of all i pray that you find him in whatever way it is that you identify with him and may he reveal himself to you And may you be open to it. May you be open to grow as a human, both uh, in in all ways, especially spiritually, as uh, I pray that your soul be saved because your soul is the number one place, um, is the number one thing at all. Um, You know, you don't want to lose your soul. Um, I pray for you all to stay healthy, everybody listening. I pray for blessings upon you all. I pray that... um, whatever you guys are wishing for yourselves as long as it is the will of god for you may it come to pass however if it isn't the will of god for you may it not come to pass and may you not miss that thing at all and may you not even question it may it just be something like it's blowing in the wind i thank you for listening i know this podcast has been a little long i thank you in the mighty mighty name of christ i pray god bless you i love you this is a samaritan woman signing off on the love bill good night